Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and it is a beautiful Sunday, uh, January 5th of 2020. Um, we're in for a wild week ahead, as you might have guessed, from the energy kind of building and building. Um, and uh, we want everybody to really focus on kind of figuring out how to go through this week with um, a recognition that these are major, major turning points in the world and in our own personal lives. So we don't often have a week this juicy. Uh, it's only a two-page week, but it's a juicy two-page week. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about it and how to work with it. Um, also, later today, I'm going to be having a webinar, which is almost sold out on the year 2020 ahead. And we'll be sending out a newsletter tomorrow about it because it was already kind of sold out. We didn't want to completely sell it out and have people not be able to get in. So we're going to do the, web, the live one tonight at 6 o'clock. And then we'll have the tapes available for sale uh, for a couple days at the price that we had for the live webinar before we, um, uh, you know, so people can attend it and buy, you know, can get it and listen to it. So um, if you haven't signed up, there's only 14 spaces left, so sign up. And if you have signed up, great, I'll see you tonight at 6. And if you don't have time to sign up or you listen to this after it's sold out, we will sell it uh, over the next few days for uh, people to be able to download and listen. It just won't be the live version. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to look ahead, and we have really, really big cycles. We have an eclipse. We have a full moon eclipse. And, of course, it's over the um, it's emotional and it's big and it's juicy and it's on really important planets in the United States. As you know, we've kind of been having a lot of uh, trouble with uh, Iran, Iraq lately. And of course, back in 82 was the Iran Contra and when we, when we funded the war between Iraq and Iran. So this is um, 36 years later and Saturn and Pluto are meeting up. We just had all of our military troops, the Iraqi parliament voted to kick all our military troops out of the country. Um, we've been there, of course, since uh, Desert Storm. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, the whole idea of these, these aspects are, you know, it's Saturn-Pluto meeting up next uh, Sunday on the 12th. And that is very much about uh, the new 36-year cycle starting. And we're back to 82 when they met up on, this, on January, November 7th in 1982, they met up in Libra, uh, and now they're meeting up in Capricorn at 22 um, uh, cap this week. We also have quite a few other things going on. We have Eris stationing to go direct. That's always a big deal in terms of discord and war. We also have Uranus stationing to go direct, and he's stationing uh, at two and a half on the day of the eclipse, the full moon eclipse. And the full moon eclipse takes us back to uh, the new moon that happened in July, July 10th of 2018, and the opening quarter that happened on April 10th, 12th of 2019. And now we're at the full moon. And then we have the closing square, which is the uh, which will happen on October 10th coming up of 2020. So these are big doings in the sky. And, of course, Saturn-Pluto is about sovereignty and what our personal structures are that support us or sustain us, what our commitments are, Saturn, and also how they're transforming Pluto. So when we look at these, these bigger, bigger cycles, which we're having, and, of course, we're having quite a few of them this year, 
were planting seeds for the next 36 years. Back to 82, what was going on for you then? Even 47, 48, when Saturn and Pluto met and the UN was formed and NATO was formed and Israel was formed um, under that Saturn, Pluto, and Leo. And now we're having it in, in 82, we had it with Reagan. Uh, Mr. Gorbachev chaired on these walls. And then and the, kind of the end of the Cold War, really. And now we're having it in Capricorn, which is about the Earth and understanding powers and structures and how they all work and how the powers and structures work in our life, too. So you want to look at where you have 22 cap because that's where the action is. Then, of course, 30 years ago, 1991, um, Saturn was where he is now, end of 1991, when he was at the last degrees of Capricorn going into Aquarius. So that's a 29-year cycle starting in your life, a new one. And then in the same section of the sky, Jupiter and Pluto are meeting three times this year, and they're going to be uh, beginning a new wealth cycle or a new expansion cycle or a new um, abundance cycle. And then, of course, at the end of the year in December, we're going to have Jupiter and Saturn meet to start a new 20-year cycle. So these are big, big cycles, and they're all happening this year, and they're all happening in the same part of the chart. And this is when they start this week. So this is a huge week uh, because this inaugurates those major turning points. A lot of people have been leaving things, letting things go, releasing things, and that's also uh, part of it. I have my little cat up here, Remo, patting my arm, saying, Hi, Mom. So I'm going to pat him because uh, we're, we're under a lot of developmental stress right now. We're really figuring out things. And I really want you to watch where you've been... Um, uh, what's that word where you kind of mull it and you kind of tear it, you know, you kind of chew it like a little bone and you kind of, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're, you know, kind of like a dog worrying a bone or you've been, where you've been worrying because that's probably where the Saturn Pluto is. Wherever it is you've found in yourself a little bit obsessive lately, that's probably where the conjunction is. So you want to kind of look at that and say, okay, let me go back and look at that story. Let me understand it on a different level. Let me review it. You know, because these big cycles do invite us to go back and look at our old stories, our old life, and figure out what's going on with them, and then to kind of go, okay, what's that next chapter going to be? How are we going to do it? What are we going to do with it? As this old chapter ends and the new one begins. So it's huge. It's a huge week. And I want you to be really kind to yourself if you can be. Uh, if not, you know, just know that you're really doing some really deep processing and you're okay to be really emotional or really upset or really perseverating where you're, you know, that kind of energy. Because that is the energy of the week. But it also, if you look at where 22, 22 cap is in your chart, that's where all the hot action is right now, right? And that's also where we're really worrying worrying what do we want to do. Now, interestingly, in the U.S. chart, it's in our – you know, it's it's an important point. It's in our second house of what's of value to us. Uh, back in, you know, in the Cheney years, the Bush-Cheney years, we invaded. We had Cheney around during the Iran-Contra time. So this is a karmic cycle coming to an end, you know. Uh, and we want to honor that that's what's going on, that this is a big karma. And we also want to be really careful how we uh, encourage our leaders to proceed don't need to have a war. It's their country. We can leave now. <laughs> you know, um, And it's a big week because we have this full moon lunar eclipse. We have the Uranus station. We have the Eris station. We also have a number of planets aspecting the nodes of fate, including Jupiter, 
diving into the south node, right? Of course, he's releasing energy, but he's in Capricorn. Uh, and we have Venus entering Pisces, uh, plus that new 36-year cycle next Sunday. So ready, wow, ready, ready, ready. One of the bigger weeks in your life in the history of the world. So it's very important to pay attention to what's going on, to really hold um, hold the world in peace and love, and to kind of say, hey, you know, you know, how are we, what are we doing? You know, I was talking to one of my friends, and her her son is a very smart little Pisces. Um, he's turning 24, but when I met him when he was a baby, I'm like, this is like my dream guy, except he's like, you know, 40 years younger than me. Um, but anyway, Dylan was uh, said to his mom, well, okay, I'm waiting for my birthday, I'm waiting for my birthday. And she was like, what? And he goes, well, I'm going to turn 25, so I'm not eligible for the draft then. And I'm like, wow, the kids are worrying about that. And, and, and she said, yeah, apparently the draft board crashed, you know, people looking to see when they could be drafted. So we do want to really focus on not having a war. Uh, and the fact that my little Pisces friend there was, like, tuned into it, you know, that we don't have to do this. This is not, you know, this is not necessary. You know, how do we want to work with this energy in a positive way? And, and in our own lives where we're being asked to maybe go to war or we're feeling like going to war, uh, also an important time to kind of sit and think, do you really want to go to war? You know, what What can you do? What What's that war going to get you? But we we may be feeling it because that Saturn-Pluto conjunction really is deeply, deeply provocative on a core level. And he really encourages us to uh, to say things, you know, so or to feel things and to, to kind of want to go into them on a deeper level. So honoring that this week has amazingly deep and intense energy. Uh, go to bed when you when you're exhausted. Understand it is an important turning point for all of us in terms of how we go forward, and what we do, and how we get there. And so this is this is that energy. This is that energy, and um, honoring it from the perspective of ourselves and our soul's evolution, what we want for ourselves, what we want for our children and our grandchildren, what we want for our country, what we want for the world, and more importantly, why. Right. More importantly, why do we want that? We we have emotional intention behind it. That helps enormously because we're giving the emotions out on a creative. Try not to sit in fear this week. It's a big fear week. Try not to sit in fear. Try and sit in the space of, okay, you know, what are we doing? How do we move that forward towards a positive vision, a positive idea of what we want? And to also recognize that wherever we are right now, the power is within us to shift that, to change that, and to move it in a new direction. It doesn't have to stay in the same old, same old. It can change. And all we have to do to help it change is to put it down, to just lay it down and say, thank you so much. I learned something very important from this journey. And I'm going to carry it with me. I'm not going to keep it. Uh, as a resentment place, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to carry it with me. I'm going to love it for the lessons it taught me. And I'm going to honor the place that it had in my life. But not necessarily that I want to move with it forward. Because it happened. It's over. It's done. You can't undo it. Capricorn, permanent endings. A fini. 
So once it's finished, it's finished. That's it. You go, okay. Done. Game over. Game over. New game beginning. And there, in, in that place, we have all the choices. In that place, we have the opportunity and the options to move forward. So that's really our focus this month, this week. But this month, too, because this is eclipse season, and you know what it is when the eclipses go. We're all kind of like, you know, ambulance sounds in the <laughs> ambulance sounds in my background. I love how New York always gives me an auditory uh, help with these days. All right, so let's talk about the moon in the week ahead. Today the moon's in Taurus, uh, and it goes void tomorrow with a trine to Pluto. So moon in Taurus is one of the best moons there is. It's exalted, and it's delicious, and it's trining Pluto. So it's saying, okay, how are we going to work cooperatively with power? All day tomorrow, from 7.08 in the morning until 9.11 p.m., the moon is void. Still getting information. You can still work on stuff. But when we have a void moon, what it invites us to do is to um, work with the energies creatively, but maybe not start new things, but wrap stuff up. Uh, the moon then goes into Gemini. These are all East Coast times at 9.11 p.m., the Monday the night. It's in Gemini Tuesday. It's in Gemini Wednesday, going void at 5.16 p.m. with the trine to Venus. Uh, moon trine Venus. Of course, Venus is in Aquarius. Uh, and that's kind of a collaborative, fun, chatty, communicative moon. It's void uh, Wednesday night from 5.16 on. And then it goes into Cancer at uh, 3.43 in the morning on the 9th. So that has a happy closing aspect, too. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy closing aspects. Then we get to Thursday, and the lunar eclipse, not so happy. Uh, <laughs> moon goes into Cancer at uh, 3.43 in the morning. It's in Cancer on Thursday. It's in Cancer on Friday. There's a full moon lunar eclipse that happens at uh, 2.21 in the afternoon, uh, which means we won't uh, see the moon darkened. It'll be on the other side of the world. But the closing aspect for that is moon opposite Pluto, hard aspect. That day we also have Uranus stationing at 848. So what that means is the four days before and the four days after Friday through next Wednesday are the Uranus stationing at two and a half. Uh, in Taurus, the sign of Earth, and of course Iran and Iraq are Taurus countries. Um, interestingly, or uh, you know, back in um, the old days, countries used to be assigned stuff, and um, that was where the Garden of Eden was before the deserts happened. So it's kind of the, one of the cradles of civilization. So um, interesting that the the Uranus stations there on Friday at uh, 8:48 p.m. Then on the 11th, so the moon goes void at 6:58 and Uranus stations at 8.48 p.m., so we're in a void, stations in a void moon, which hopefully will be good. Nothing will come of it. It'll just be like a big hoo-ha of energy. Um, then we go at 7.16 uh, a.m. on the 11th. The moon goes into Leo on Saturday morning, uh, the 11th. And then on the 12th, um, it's in Leo, and that's when Saturn and Pluto meet up at 11.22 in the morning. Um, and the closing aspect for this, for the uh, the 11th and the 12th, the Leo moon is an opposition to Venus. So it's got a separating component to it, but it also has a lot of energy around information. We also have Mercury meeting Saturn on the 12th. We also have Mercury meeting Pluto on the 12th. 
So Mercury is down there in Capricorn. So when in that whole little pile of planets at the bottom of the chart, or in, in the Capricorn sign, we have uh, Mercury, we have the Moon, we have the Sun, we have Ceres, we have Saturn, we have Pluto, we have Jupiter, we have the South Node. That is a lot of planets in one sign. Uh, any more than three is considered a lot, but to have, you know, what, seven in the Node of Fate, that's a lot, a lot, a lot. So our job with all this Capricorn, is to really understand Capricorn is an interesting sign. It is a cardinal sign, wants to take action, but it's also an earth sign. So with um, Jupiter coming to the node of fate this week, because that's also one of those, Jupiter hits that south node and it releases. Now we've already had Saturn and Pluto and Ceres and the Sun and Mercury hit that south node. Now Jupiter comes through it. But these planets are all really intense. They're all at the same degree. They're all at 22, 22 and a half, which is the world point. So it's very important for all of us to say, whoa, 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 slow down. Cardinal signs want to go fast. We're going to go slow, slow, slow down, slow down. We don't have to do this. Let's do this in a way that works for all of us, right? And then Mars, of course, went into Sag. But he's answering to Jupiter and Capricorn on the south node. Right, So he's also answering to those Capricorn planets, asking to be made a little more sober, a little more responsible. And um, I kind of like their approach. Okay, you guys get the hell out of our country. We don't want you here anymore. You know, I mean, we're technically in their country, so leave. <laughs> and now we have to figure out, okay, now what do we do, right? Uh, so it's an interesting week, and I want you all to put on your – uh, let's keep peace alive. Let's not start a World War III um, over this section of the world, which, of course, has many resources, such as oil. Um, but in our own lives, we're starting a new 36-year cycle, too. Not to be lost in the, in the craziness of the world, but to be paid attention to in our own lives. We're having a real understanding of what the structure of power is and how it works, and if you know, I'm going to throw a little politics in here. If you think it's okay that the president called Putin before he told the Congress that he'd bombed these guys, hey, you know. And, of course, this week another Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank person came forward and said, yeah, uh, his loans were guaranteed by the Russians. So um, forward, you know, all good. Diversionary tactics, wag the dog. If you never saw that movie, go watch it. Um Okay, enough of my politics. On to the rest of the week. Sun in Capricorn going to 24 cap. Uh, 16 to 24. This week the sun aspects uh, Pluto uh, on the 13th. It aspects Saturn on the 13th. It aspects Ceres on the 13th, which, of course, is um, our opportunity to go, okay, we see it. Now, before it gets there to see it, it has to kind of think about it. The 13th is incredibly hot because we also have Mercury aspecting Ceres, Saturn, and Pluto on the 12th and the 13th. So as these planets roll in to meet up with the Capricorn-Pluto-Saturn conjunction over this next few days, our job is to really be as conscious as possible. It is a very depressing transit for some folks, so if you know people who are depressed, try and reach out and connect with them. Mercury has combust the sun on the 10th, so people do feel a little bit like 
that's it. That's the only thing that will ever happen. Mercury combusts the sun has a little bit of a way of either spinning positive or spinning negative. So we have a lot of energy around this is it. This is the only way it's going to be. The sun is also parallel Pluto on the 8th, which means they're all at the same line of declination, which amplifies the energy. So the sun in Capricorn is a serious-minded sun. It also has a square to Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 13th. Now remember, we're going to have Eris and Pluto in a fight five times this year. This is one of the first initiating stories of that because Eris is at 23 and uh, 23.13 and Saturn and Pluto were right next to her at 22.48. Uh, so there's, they're very close. So the story, the war and the discord. Now Eris is, you know, she's got a lot of different mythologies, but one of the ones she had was she liked to go around the battlefields and torture wounded people and make them feel more wounded, right? And not a great image for her. But watch where you're torturing yourself this week and making yourself feel more wounded, okay? Watch where someone's words or something that happens makes you go, wow, uh, that really that really triggered a wound. And I, I want you to appreciate it for what it is. It's a structural wound around your karma. Because remember, Saturn is our karma planet. And Pluto is where we seek to have power and control. And maybe we use our power and control for good, and maybe we don't. But we want this, there's this energy this week about wanting to use our power and control in a way that may not be the most productive for us because we're coming from a wounded place, right? So, you know, a wounded animal, they always warn you, a wounded animal, even if it's a dog barks right before, right before the podcast today, you know, YouTube has an amazing way of synchronizing up with stuff, and they had a, a Judge Judy video, and uh, a woman had bought a dog from a woman on the street, and a guy said, that's my dog, and so the woman had bought the dog in good faith and had um, brought it to the vet, and the guy said, it's my dog, so they're in front of Judge Judy, and Judge Judy says, put the dog down, let the dog tell us who the owner is, and the dog ran to the man and jumped on his leg to get up, picked up, picked up. And Judge Judy says, it's his dog, you know. And that was it. So watch where <laughs> the universe invites you to look at the gifts in your life and which dog is yours. But it was kind of one of those, it was like, what a great, Judge Judy, I love you. You're so smart. Um, <clears throat> so this week, Mercury and Capricorn also goes from 12 cap to 23. So they're traveling together. Mercury and the sun, when they travel very closely like this, they're either really, 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 really brilliant or they're really, really dug into their ways. Mercury has a sextile to Neptune on the 8th, which encourages him to uh, think about what his dream is. So I want you to take that energy where you might be feeling a little stuck or a little trapped or a little rocked in and say, okay, let me figure out what that structure looks like. He meets up with Ceres on the 11th. He meets up with Saturn and Pluto on the 12th, the day before the sun meets them. But that whole energy of next weekend, very potent, because these planets are all there. He squares Eris on the 12th. He wants to pick a fight. And then he aspects the nodes of fate on the 13th. We are making fated choices this week. Very important to think about the fate that you're choosing 
or if you're not conscious about it, perhaps not choosing, but that's happening to you, and to kind of honor it as, okay, I'm at a crossroads here. I'm figuring out stuff that's important to my 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 future, my path, my direction in life, and what I want to do. Venus this week is in Aquarius. She's moving really quickly. She goes from 19 Aquarius all the way to zero. So she's going through, um, what's that, 11... 11 degrees, yeah, in, in four days, seven days. She aspects Saturn and Pluto in a harsh way on the 7th, a little bit of a blind side. She doesn't really see something she should see, but it's going to be brought to her attention. And then she aspects the nodes of fate in a difficult way on the 8th. So the 8th is a little stressful for matters of love and money and value. And then on the 13th, she goes into Pisces. So she's in Aquarius, which makes her very... Um, uh, detached and kind of flying above it all and looking down. And then when she gets into Pisces on the 13th, she goes, peace, peace. All we are saying is give peace a chance. She's in her exaltation when she's in Pisces. So Aquarius is a little detached and a little strategic and it thinks a lot. But Pisces is, okay, kumbaya, we're all going to get along. We're all going to figure this out. Let's work for the greater good of love and creation and expansion. Mars this week goes from one Sag to four Sag, and he has a trine to Chiron on the fifth, which is a lot about being wounded. He has a very interesting connection to the note of fate on the sixth, where he says there are other ways to approach this. He has an adjusting energy on the seventh to Uranus, which invites him to um, adjust his approach or come up with a different way of thinking about it because Uranus is stationing. And Mars is aspecting him, saying we need to adjust. And there's a change in relationships and partnerships on the 9th uh, when he has a semi-square to Juno. And he says, I'm not going to partner with you anymore if you're going to be like this. So it's a really important week to kind of go, yeah, what am, what am I committing to? Remember, this is 36 years. It's also ending a 36-year cycle. So it's very important when we know we're ending a big cycle that we're looking at the story that went on and understanding it with a new perspective and perhaps packing it up and putting it in a box and maybe you know putting it out to the dumpster or perhaps packing it in a box and putting it on the shelf and saying, that was a great memory. I'm good with that. It's over. It's okay. Jupiter this week hits the nodes of fate on the 8th, on the south node. So we really want to watch the 8th for turning point moments because Jupiter, as he goes into it, says, okay, let go. And Saturn, on the 12th and the 13th, 12th he meets up with Pluto, on the 13th he meets up with Ceres. And remember, Ceres is out of bounds in the sign of winter, in the Garden of Eden, anywhere on Earth. So we're really at an ending point around some structures. Uranus stations on the 10th at 847 p.m. at two and a half, two, two degrees and 38 minutes. And now he starts moving direct. Pluto hits Ceres on the 13th. So we have a lot of energy around, okay, the old story's over. What's the new story? What are we planting? You know, when we think of Ceres and Capricorn, we don't really think of winter as a time of growth. I mean, it is a time for our friends in the Southern Hemisphere. But for us up here in the North, we don't really think, but there's stuff going on under there, you know. I remember you plant the bulbs in the fall. 
So they need the winter to get ready to bloom in the summer. So this is a really big, what are you planting with Saturn and Pluto both hitting series and asking us to uh, think about, well, that's what you had, that's what you finished, now what are you planting next? And then last but not least, Eris, of course, stationing on the 10th at 2313 degrees of Aries on the world point also. We are at the precipice of war. We are at the precipice of what our direction wants to be and how we want to how we want to get there or not. But we're also in our own lives, we're starting a whole new structure. We're beginning, we're beginning, we're beginning. And we have always in that moment of beginning, we have the choice of how to proceed. We have the choice of the vision that we're going to hold. We have the choice of what are we going to do. And I want you to think about it really carefully this week. I want you to look at where you're holding old stuff. Look at where you're hanging on to things that don't serve you anymore, things that were old wounds. I want you to kind of put them in a big old garbage bag and bring them down to the bring them down to the trash respecting them for what they and if you're not ready to let them go it's okay put them in the closet but just kind of move them out of your sight and say okay that did happen that is part of my story but I don't have to live in it in the way I have been I can live in it in a new way and on that note I'm signing off from the bright red desk and I'm wishing you a really rocking and rolling week ahead. I know I'm going to be sitting here at the bright red desk paying attention to what's going on because the seeds of our next 36 years of life are being sowed. And big hugs and lots of love. And keep your heart in love, not fear. Because when you pick in fear, you're picking from the wrong place. Pick from the point of love. Take care. Love you all. And I wish I could give each and every one of you a big hug. I know it's really hard right now, but you're going to be okay, and you're going to get through it. Love you all.